Welcome to Advance Your Art. If you are interested in making money from your art, using your artistic background to your advantage when switching careers, or if you are just plain stuck, you've come to the right place. Now let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yorika Talbo. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you're interested in learning how to build a company, make money from your art, or if you're just feeling stuck, you've come to the right place. Every week, I sit down with a creative entrepreneur to discuss the who, what, and why of their journey and career. If you like this episode, please remember to like, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Today, I'm sitting down with Haley Hoover, success coach and intuitive artist. Haley. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you? I am doing great. Having a good day. How about yourself? Excellent. I'm I'm doing well. It's uh I'm I've never been a big fan of what happens with spring forward, but oh. <laughs> I like the results. So I'm usually tired, but what I really like is it doesn't get dark now until close to 7 p.m. And so it's it's hard to complain. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the day, was it yesterday, maybe a couple of days ago, all of a sudden was so long. So that was yes. the good thing about it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like the day before you're like, okay, you know, it's getting dark. It's fine. And then you're right. It was Monday. And I'm like, it feels like it's getting, like it's staying light forever. Yes. So, I was like, we really need to be outside for a long time. <laughs> yes. Yes. Enjoy exactly. this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so where are you located right now? I am in Northern California in a town called Sonora. Oh, excellent. And how has, how has Northern California been this last year? Uh, it's been really good. Where we're at, we're actually, I would say somewhat rural, <laughs> not really rural because I'm actually from Southwest Oklahoma, which is the definition of rural. <laughs> But for California, we're pretty rural. And so okay. um, as far as the pandemic and things of that nature go, it's been pretty laid back, uh, much more so than when we visit, obviously, the bigger cities. So right. I'm really fortunate to be here. I feel like it's a happy medium. It's not um, because it, I think because it's a tourism town, if they were to shut down completely, it would really hurt the economy. Ah, okay. So we're, we've been about, how do you say it? Safely somewhat open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I, yeah. I, I get that, you know, doing the best you can. Yes, exactly. exactly. Excellent. So for my listeners who are less familiar with you and what you do, how do you describe yourself and what you do? Hmm. So I am a success coach and intuitive artist, like you said, mm -hmm. The success coach piece of that is helping new coaches and entrepreneurs launch their business, um, essentially figuring out what they're supposed to be talking about <laughs> and to who. I feel like the first um, few, I guess, could be years of business, we kind of have this, okay, I'm certified, I'm ready, I've got a website, now what? And that's where I like to come in and assist with really nailing down, you know, we each have these expert topics. You have a niche, you have an ideal client, but sometimes the, the marketing jargon kind of overwhelms us and leaves us mm -hmm. spinning when it should be very obvious what you're here to talk about and, and how you want to share that with the world. So that's kind of my success coach side. Mm -hmm. And um, intuitive artist is fun in that uh, I do lots of fun paintings with lots of layers and 
the, um, the fun piece is relating the art back to the entrepreneurs. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I like to, my, I approach my art with no outcome in mind. So it's very, whatever feels good at the time and kind of just moving with the shapes. It's very abstract. And in that way, I enjoy the process of creating just as much as the outcome. Mm-hmm. And so I like to remind my clients that, you know, entrepreneurship is the same way. It's about the journey. It's about leaning into what feels good to you, making a business that works for you and enjoying every step of the way, not just hustle, hustle, hustle. And one day I'll enjoy the outcome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about what I do. Okay. Excellent. So in your, with, in your world, what, what came first, your, your business or your intuitive art? Oh, what a great question. Um, from as early as I can remember, I wanted to be an artist and an author. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it happens, you know, I grew up and different influencers said, oh, you can't make money doing either of those things. So don't. <laughs> <laughs> So I went down the career field of public relations, got a degree in that, and I I worked in that um, right out of college, had a great job, but I just knew I wanted more. (laughs) And I knew very early, I would say around uh, 18, early in college, I was getting my degree in public relations, but I knew um, this was, let's see, 2010, Mm -hmm. and I blogging was very new back then. That was kind of like the new thing. Um, as I was studying PR, like I remember when Twitter came out, I remember when Instagram came out. So everything was very fresh and I knew I loved the scene. I loved, uh, blogging. I was writing all the time. And I remember this is to me, it's comical now, but I remember at the time sitting down with a classmate, a friend, and I said, Oh, I just love my blog. I just wish there was some way I could like maybe somehow make a business out of it. Wouldn't that be cool? (laughs) And I remember both of us just thinking maybe someday, you know, and um, anyway, so I knew that online entrepreneurship, even though I didn't know that phrase, I knew Mm -hmm. that was my calling and I knew I wanted to write and to help people. And I also knew I wanted to be an artist. Um, but I felt really stuck in public relations and like, that was how I was going to make money. That's what's socially acceptable. Mm -hmm. And, um, without going into the whole story though, it took about a decade of kind of pushing and pulling and, and wiggling my way into where I knew I was meant to be. So to say which one came first, I guess, um, (laughs) I don't know. They, they both, I think have been such a part of me for so long it was never a question of, am I going to do that? It was when I'm going to do that, you know? Sure. Okay. So could you tell me about the moment where you decided that you would leave public relation, public relations and then start your own company? And what was that like? Well, the first time, <laughs> <laughs> the first time I, um, I made a deal with myself and I was like, okay, I've been, I've been at this job a year. It's awesome, but it's not my calling. Here's my deadline to get out. Mm-hmm. And so I started saving my money. I was working a couple jobs in the background too <laughs> and saving all the money I could. 
and I just kind of put it out there to the universe. Uh, I want to be, be somewhere else this time next year. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine came into my office and says, oh yeah, me and one of our other classmates are going to go, well, we're thinking about moving to Australia for a year. And I said, I'm in, Tell it, say less, sign me up. And he was like, don't you want to know anything about it? I said, nope, I'm in, let's go. I've got money, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, I quit that job, um, backpacked in Australia for a year, mm-hmm. fully anticipating that uh, that was going to be where my blog took off and monetized itself and kind of the overnight sensation internet dream that a lot of us have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And while my blog did gain a lot more traction um, and I wrote a lot and had an amazing life-changing experience, I actually went back home a year later and was not an internet sensation, (laughs) wasn't making any money from my blog. (laughs) (laughs) So I took another public relations position and It was also a really great job. Like both jobs were incredible, incredible people. I'm grateful for them, but there's just, I would say like six weeks in my heart was just like, Haley, you know what you're here for. You know what your purpose is and this isn't it. Hmm. And when you realize that it just, you can't say no, it it eats you alive. And so Hmm. the next, I spent two years at that job And like I said, pretty much instantly when I realized that I said, okay, what do we need to do to make this happen? And I started investing my time, money, and energy heavily into getting a business coach, getting certified, um, cleaning up my money mindset. And around that time is when I first learned about coaching. And I said, aha, that is what I've been searching for this way to help people and have an online business and also pay the bills. So yeah, it's been uh, quite the journey. So the, yeah, the moment then getting to your question, the moment that I decided to quit my second PR job, (laughs) uh, my partner and I decided to spend a year in New Zealand backpacking. And so uh, the moment I went in there and I told my boss I wasn't coming back, It was such a sweet moment of gratitude mixed with just total excitement that here I am, I've launched this business and I'm actually going, I'm, I'm leaving the country again to explore, but also I know this time is going to be different because I actually have a plan in place and Hmm. just an awesome feeling. (laughs) Just awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great. So I'm curious about the. So the intuitive part of, of what you do, you, you talk about intuition a lot in your, in your work, um, as well as, you know, on your title, being an intuitive artist. So yeah. what does that mean to you? Oh, I think, first of all, that your intuition is your most valuable skill set as an entrepreneur. I think it gets a bad rap for being too woo-woo or too airy-fairy, but it's actually, science has proven it's a skill set that we can it, we can learn, right? It can be learned, it can be strengthened. When you look at uber successful entrepreneurs such as Richard Branson, Oprah, 
Um, even I just wrote an article about Albert Einstein and mm-hmm. all three of them really credit their success to using their intuition. So I find that fascinating. And I also, I, I think it's something that's very um, missing from corporate America and a lot of the hard hitting strategies and things like that, that we see a lot around the internet. Mm-hmm. And so what I do is I like to kind of marry the two. I come from, I come from corporate America, public relations, you know, but I also realize one size does not fit all in entrepreneurship. (laughs) (laughs) You, each of us have a specific intuition that is, is your unique guidance from call it whatever you want, God, source, divine voodoo, I don't care what you call it, but it's a internal guidance system that has your highest interest at mind. So leaning into that is only going to help support you. Um, So when it comes to making decisions on your business, when it comes to figuring out who do you want to talk to and what do you want to talk about, if you're not leaning on your intuition, then you're going to be forcing it. You're going to be pushing the ball uphill, so to speak. And that only leads to frustration and burnout. So to me, intuition is the the secret sauce to building a life and a business that feels good to you first and foremost. Okay. When you, so I'm, I'm, I'm still curious on this, on the idea of, of intuition and is it possible to hone your intuition or, or how do you, yes. let's say, train yourself to trust yourself? Yes. Yes. That's a big, that is a big question. I love the way you put that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of actually small little exercises that you can do to, Mm -hmm. to practice leaning on your intuition. Um, but it's really all about listening to your body, right? We're, we're, we're trained and programmed to put all of the attention on our, our head, our minds, our mindset, right? Mm -hmm. Which mindset is important. Don't get me wrong, (laughs) but you know, logical, logical analysis and using, you know, black and white systems is what all we know going through, especially the Western school system. And yet we have this intuition, which uh, science says lives in our gut and it's connected to our gut health. So in your belly, which also ties to what ancient uh, Buddhists believed millions of years ago. So it's kind of fun how it all comes around. And when, when you're stuck in your head and you're forcing your way through a problem and you know, you're just, I I say it's like a closed fist. You're clenching, right? Mm -hmm. You can't receive an answer that way because your fist is closed. But if you'll get out of your head and you do that by getting into your body. So like something simple that I like to recommend is step away from your computer, throw on some Shakira or some fun music and just dance around for five minutes you're going to loosen up that clenched fist in your brain <laughs> and you have a uh, open hand, right? Because now you're in your body. You're not thinking, you're feeling. And from that feeling place, that's where inspiration is dropped down to us. That's where creative ideas, innovation, um, intuitive guidance, all of that comes from that open place. And we get to that open place by relaxing and feeling into our bodies. Hmm. Excellent. How, how often do you do this in a, a day? 
Oh, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a huge Fitbit user. So mm -hmm. <laughs> um, at the top of every hour, I get a, a little ding to get up and move, which I know Apple iWatches uh, I do that too. Mm -hmm. um, but I actually do it. I actually do it. Even when I'm really into something, I go, nope, at least go make a couple hundred steps around the house um, in between projects. So if I'm switching gears, then I stop and I, I throw on some music while I make a cup of tea or, you know, mm -hmm. do some dancing. And then every afternoon when that afternoon slump starts to threaten me, <laughs> <laughs> I get up and I go for a walk, even if it's just 10, 20 minutes. And that, that is the secret. That walk is where everything clears up. Uh, like all of the problems I've been chewing on all morning just become crystal clear ideas are dropped to me and I don't go on the walk trying to force it it's just because I'm relaxed and I'm I'm focusing on my movement and my body that's when my like I said my brain can open up and receive these things so yeah so movement's very incorporated into my day very okay. much. oh great so I want to talk about your your books so it at least from, from, from looking at Amazon, you published three books in 2020, which congratulations. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> is a, a monumental, monumental task. Uh, I'm curious then about your latest book, The Brazenly Beautiful, The Basics on Getting Clear and Confident in Your Life's Journey. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about that book and what made you want to write it. So funny story is that I actually wrote this book I want to say 2015. It was when I was still working PR. Mm -hmm. um, totally just downloaded it one night. It all came to me at once. I stayed up late, wrote it all, and kind of designed it, put it up as an ebook where it lived on my website for um, many years. <laughs> <laughs> and then last summer, I found out that I had all the skills it took to self publish on Amazon. Hmm. So I thought, well, hey, that ebook's been sitting there. What if I made it a paperback copy? And so I just tweaked the design minimally and threw it up there. And I actually have it in front of me. It's so much more fun to have a physical copy to write in. <laughs> there's a lot of journaling questions in there. Um, okay. But I like to recommend this book for people who are just starting out with trying to figure out what their what their purpose is or what their calling is. Um, I know a lot of the advice that I give in the book, it came from that space of wanting something more, but not sure what the something more was or mm -hmm. how to go about getting it. So yeah, I really covered some basic steps, tools that you can implement to just kind of start tuning in. I would say like the very, very, very baby steps of, of leaning into your intuition okay. and just allowing that to come forward a bit more. Okay, great. So let's talk a little bit about your podcast. So the Sparkling Hippie Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to start a podcast and what's your podcast about? Mm, so a lot of the themes that we're talking about today is what I speak about on my podcast. So intuition, I talk a lot about creativity as an artist mm -hmm. um, and how these two specific skill sets are very valuable in building a business. Um, what made me decide to start it? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, well, being a 
blogger my whole life, basically always wanting to write. I feel like I've always had something to say. <laughs> and I had wanted, I actually started a podcast years earlier. And it, I even recorded the first seven episodes, designed a logo and never got it off the ground. So that to me speaks volumes of this mindset work, this uh, inner confidence that we have to have in order to move forward with our dreams. You know, it's, it's often not enough to just have the idea and the know-how you have to feel confident in moving forward. So um, finally, then as I was traveling in New Zealand, living out of the van, like I mentioned, I was talking to my success coach and I said, you know, I've, I really, I really don't enjoy sending emails. You know, I know everyone says you need to email your list, email your list. I said, I really don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy getting them as much. <laughs> I don't enjoy reading them. I don't enjoy sending them. She said, well, what would be fun? And I said, I want to just talk to people. Mm-hmm. And she said, have you thought about a podcast? And I said, well, yeah. And I have a microphone. I have all this equipment, but it's back home. And, you know, we're traveling right now and, she said, well, what are you talking to me on right now? And I said, oh, my iPhone. And she said, yeah, you sound great. Go, go do your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, wham, there went all my excuses. And so I took my iPhone and I have proudly recorded uh, on top of mountains next to streams, like five different states, uh, two different <laughs> countries. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's quite a mobile podcast, which is pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I got started. Sure. Excellent. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious then about your, so your work on, and in kind of looking more at what you do, you combine the, say the business coach, business coaching and the, your artistic interest very seamlessly. And so I was, I'm curious on how, how that evolved. And if somebody were to, let's say, hire you for this type of, of services, what is working with you like? Hmm. Thank you. First of all, I appreciate that. Uh, I try, I've been, it's been a journey to make it all seamless. So thank Mm you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, there's a couple different ways where people begin working with me. Mm -hmm. Um, one way that I think is very unique and a lot of fun is my visual clarity sessions. And so that is actually a different type of art where someone can come to me and ask a question and I actually channel the message through a piece of art, Hmm. Um, (laughs) which was a talent I did not know I had until I was doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just one step further of leaning into your intuition. So it Mm -hmm. makes total sense. And what happens in those sessions is they ask a question, I paint it, and then I kind of walk through it with them. This is what I'm anticipating this to mean for you. Mm -hmm. But really the the interpretation comes from their intuition. Hmm. And so, because so often, Yuri, we know the answer to our questions. (laughs) We just need some confirmation. We just need outside opinion. And and that goes back to what you said earlier about trusting yourself. And so when you have, you've asked a question and I show you a picture, you know, right in front of your face, staring back at you, you can't really run from that. And so a lot of times we get tears and breakthroughs and um, just really deep level stuff that, that we 
didn't, oftentimes the client didn't know they they needed to heal or they didn't know they needed to talk about. And like mm-hmm. I said, when it's on a piece of paper in front of you, it's hard to ignore. <laughs> <laughs> and then that usually leads into, okay, now we've opened this can of worms. Do you want to go deeper? And mm. that's where the real work begins for sure. Sure. Okay. With your, so with the, the art that you do, the intuitive art with this, is it, do you change your, your medium with depending on, on the client or what is the experience like on, on your side of it after you start so going through this experience? Yeah. Um, well, the medium is the same. So I use acrylic okay. paints. Um, if I were to be painting for fun, mm-hmm. that is a... I don't know, multi-day, maybe several weeks process, just approaching the canvas, kind of feeling into it. Sure. Usually, I don't know, five to 10 layers deep. <laughs> um, whereas a visual clarity session, we would do, it's it's a one layer. It's okay. much more simplistic. Um, I basically feel into the question and then I, uh, I like instantly feel the answer if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So it's, it's not so different from painting for fun in that I feel the color orange today and <laughs> I feel a little blue sounds good, you know, okay. but it is different because I'm, I'm not using my anything trained by, you know, no aesthetic, aesthetically pleasing, <laughs> um, anything like that. It's just coming through and I put it out there and I go, well, that means nothing to me. Hopefully it does mean something to the client and mm-hmm. every single time it does. So mm. oh, <laughs> trusting very big exercise in trusting myself and also the client trusting their intuition too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I bet that sounds fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I'm, I'm curious, how has your business and coaching changed during the pandemic? And are there any practices that you're say, incorporating now that you hadn't been before that you're going to be leaning into more in, in 2021 and, and beyond when things have some kind of sub- semblance of normality to them? <laughs> yes, I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say it, this is quite different from probably what you hear from most people on your podcast, Mm -hmm. but the pandemic for me was really, hmm, how do I put it? I I understand it's a terrible thing, people getting sick and dying, and I don't, don't wish that on anyone, but the way that it affected me was actually really positive. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like here, I, okay. So June of 19, I quit my job to go full-time into this business and travel and live my life. And then what, March of 2020, the pandemic hit. And so I was already on the path I wanted to be on. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're in a world pandemic. People are massively stroking out, having anxiety, questioning their whole lives, you know, because during lockdown, it was like everyone had this amazing opportunity, which I think was a blessing in disguise to slow down, look inward and ask if, you know, is this life really working for you? Because life's actually way shorter than we thought, you know, excuse me. And so, um, for me, it was like a wake up, a wake up call within a wake up call. Like I'm already doing this. 
But wow, people need the light now more than ever. People need to to be encouraged to go live their life, to live their dream, to launch the business, write the book, whatever it is inside your heart that you're here to do, it's time. There is no tomorrow. You're not promised tomorrow. And I had already known that, but the pandemic really just brought it out and actually just propelled me forward and gave me so much momentum to, to help those who were willing to, who were willing and ready to receive it. I'm curious how you think about fear. So, Mm. you know, you, your story particularly is interesting in that, you know, we, everyone talks about, or at at some point usually talks or jokes about how I'm just going to sell everything. I'm going to go backpacking in a foreign country (laughs) and that'll be that. And you did it twice. Yeah. So that in one way has to be terrifying on some levels of, of changing everything up and then Oh yeah. You know, relocating. So how do you approach times when you're fearful and how do you talk about the idea of fear with your clients? Mm, I love this. Love this. Uh, First of all, if anyone listening is interested in selling everything and going backpacking, please go do it. My, (laughs) my, and the younger, the better. There is no, oh, when I'm older, nope. Go as young as you can. I think. (laughs) My uh, other book on Amazon, Hippie Still Exist, it's, that's a different story, but it's actually very, very vulnerable. The first few chapters are all the fears I was having with, okay, I quit my job. I'm really going to do this. I was, you know, you worry, you worry about my mom and dad are getting older and what if I can't pay the bills? I'm leaving behind all this benefit, amazing benefits and a salary. And yeah, the fear, the fears are there. Um, which I think people might be surprised to hear when I'm like, Oh yeah, I just did it. You know, no <laughs> <laughs> um, but at any stage of growth in life, in business, anything you do that is going to grow you is going to be scary. And it's going to be scary, not once, but every time you go to take a step forward. So my best advice is, yep, it's scary, but feel the fear and do it anyway. Hmm. Letting the fear stop you is not how you grow. It's not going to serve you. It's just going to keep you stuck. And that's how, you know, days, weeks, years go by and you look around and you think, well, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Well, because you let the fear stop you. So because if you want to do something and it excites you and lights you up, I love what Mel Robbins says. You have five seconds before your ego tries to talk you out of it. So <laughs> five seconds to st- take a step forward, go for it, and then let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So with everything that you have done and experienced, what would you say has been the best advice that you ever received? I love this question too. You have great questions, by the way. Great <laughs> <Thank> questions. <you. laughs> um, when I was at my first PR job, I had a, a PR mentor who I still talk to regularly, love him. And he, you know, I, I was, I actually was the executive director of a chamber of commerce in my hometown, which is pretty big for a 21 year old. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of asking him, you know, I don't know. I feel like people are going to expect me to stay here forever. And he said, look, Haley, do it as long as it feels fun to you. And when it stops being fun, 
move on. It was like, that's all you can give yourself. And that not only career-wise, but life-wise is the best advice I've ever received. You know, why, (laughs) why waste time doing something that doesn't light your soul up? Uh, I think so many of us, we just get caught in these shoulds and these expectations of others. And yeah, so I'm going to take his advice and share it with all of your listeners. If you're, you know, whether it's, you know, start a podcast. Yep. Start a podcast. And when it quits being fun, no worries, throw it away. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing in life has to be, has to be permanent. So do it till it's not fun and try something else. That's how we grow. That's how we, we stay excited and interested in our one and only life. Mm -hmm. Well, Haley, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate your insights. If the listeners would like to get a hold of you, start working with you, or even buy your books, where are the best places they can go to do all of that? Yeah, sure. Well, thank you for having me. First of all, this has been a very enjoyable interview. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, so listeners can follow me. I'm the Sparkling Hippie is my business name, and it's hippie with an IE. So the sparklinghippie.com is my website. I'm on Instagram at the sparkling hippie, um, Facebook at the sparkling hippie, pretty, pretty solid across all these social media platforms. And I am on Amazon. I think you just type in Haley Hoover and you should be able to find uh, all three of my books. So yeah, I, and actually I would like to say, if you do follow me, please, please, please send me a direct message and reach out. I love to meet my followers and know who's, who's looking at my stuff. It's just fun to get to know other everyone. So yeah. Perfect. Perfect. And I will put all of the links in the show notes. So the listeners can click right through, but again, thank you so much, Haley. This has been an absolute pleasure. I can say the same. Thank you so much. I look forward to uh, continue to listen to your podcast. It's been awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Advance Your Art with Yuri Cataldo. If you like this episode, please remember to give us a five-star rating, like, and share with a friend. Our theme music is written and mixed by Chicago-based composer Ryan Black of Blackbones Collaborative. To listen to the full catalog of our episodes, go to advanceyourart.com. To see what I'm working on or book a time with me or buy a copy of my book, Be Left Behind, go to yuricataldo.com. Thank you so much and have a great day.